0: Live. Live on Live, Live on set. set and welcome to another episode of Live On Set. Live on set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Joining me on set today, a good friend. Someone who is a fan of the arts, he knows his music. I'm so happy he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show my good friend Fabrice. Fabrice, how's it going?
1: Going well, man. Thanks for the intro. Um, Happy to be here. Happy to talk about music with you. You know, we always, you know, have a good time when we're discussing some of our favorite artists. So I can't wait to do this. You know.
0: Of course. No. Thanks for coming on. I, I, as we talked before, we kind of got started here today. I was kind of planning out like season one and season two as a whole. And when I had like the people on the list for people who I wanted to come on the show and talk about music, you were high on that list. So I'm glad you're here. Between like starting the show almost a year ago now, which is crazy and planning stuff out and then getting episodes out, there's so much that has changed. But I feel like with us being around the same age, when it comes to music, there's a good chance that people that we're fans of, we've liked for like a long time in our life. When there's people that kind of just like, I have an intro like friends, family and people I, I meet along the way. There are musicians or bands or solo people that I kind of find along the way. So when it comes to music for you, do you have a favorite
1: artist? Oh uh, yeah, definitely a favorite artist. I'd have to say, I mean, I have to say J Cole, probably honestly, like, I mean, I kind of, we're recording this, but of course you know, I kind of have the shirt on right now. Like, of course one of my favorite artists, I've seen him, you know, a few times, best concert I've ever been to. I saw him in Tallahassee back when I was at Florida State. Nice. Uh, you know, anytime he's dropping something, whatever I'm doing stops and I'm listening. So, right. <laughs> Definitely cool. But I mean, it's changed over the years. You know, when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of uh GZ and TI. I'm a big rap fan. Rap, of course. you know, so I used to listen to a lot of young GZ and TI. But as I grew older you know i went through a phase well i'm still a really big fan of those artists as well as uh wale is another one it's a huge i'm a huge fan but if i had to pick one um it'd probably be j cole for sure yeah
0: now i know that before we started i was like i'm gonna ask you these questions like don't say it now so we can like do it live like live on set and all four of those people i have like deep dive people there's a lot of appreciation there i've seen j cole twice once at amway which that would have been it wouldn't have been KOD. It, w- it would have been Forest Hills where it was like the center stage. It was amazing. But I went to college in North Carolina, like an hour away from where Fayetteville is. So the week before the Born Center tour happened, J. Cole was our fall concert. So at that time, like the earliest song that he, w- I've never told you the story. This is great. So like J. Cole, when he came, like, Born Standard dropped the same day as Jesus. There was a lot of stuff that was going on there, but that album was like a huge step for him. It was different from the mixtape Jermaine Cole stuff we got. It was definitely different than Sideline Story. But that album, like top to bottom, is still one of those albums that if I listen to it and I have like an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes, I will listen to it from start to finish. Like, that is an album right there top to bottom. And it still is like my favorite album. Like one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song of J Cole's ever is She Knows, which is a big song off that album. That
1: was a good one. That's a, I used to play that on a dude. Came out.
0: But what I will definitely say is like all of those people, like I went through a massive TI phase, like growing up. Um, but like young Jeezy was different than all of them. So I appreciate him for what he uh, did for music as well. And then Wale, someone who might not be like, up front and center for people that would maybe be like the, the kids like in high school now or younger than us when we got in, when we kind of like got into like hip hop and rap music. But for us, like Wale was very much a big deal and just a lot of those albums there and those songs of his, I still listen to to this day as if that probably play it more than I don't really listen to the radio as much now as I did back then. But like Wale like has songs that a lot of the music that's out now, I would, I would, I still like music of his compared to the people that
1: might, oh definitely have stuff out now when it comes to like ti and jeezy like those were my first favorite rappers ever and that's honestly me, mostly because when i was younger you know my parents kind of uh they controlled it or oh, my dad he used to take us to school every morning so he would kind of control the radio and what we're listening to mm-hmm. so um we used to listen to a lot of classic rock growing up so i love classic rock nice. but when we moved to florida because i was born in new york when we moved to florida i think it was probably around fourth grade that's when he kind of would let me decide what we listen to so i would listen to you know you know, growing up in Orlando, XL 106.7, you know, 95.3. Right. That's when, you know, I kind of started, you know, kind of develop my own taste for what I, I liked. And, um, you know, T.I. was popping back, I think it was, what, 2005, 2004? Yeah. So, like, T.I. was popping back then. And then, you know, Jeezy was obviously going off with, uh, you know, Soul Survivor and, like, you of course. Know, all those songs that on that album. So, yeah. Right those were my first favorite favorite rappers ever I remember like I wanted my parents never wanted me to do this obviously so they yeah. <laughs> never encouraged me but I wanted to be a rapper and they were like my biggest inspirations like I loved them and Akon as well going up of Akon course huge I was a huge fan everyone anyone that was on the radio that was making good music like you know I was a huge fan of but yeah. um, you know as I got older you kind of get away from the radio kind of you know find use find music on your own and um, I found Cole and Wale around the same time. So for the longest, I would be like Colon Wale, easily my favorite artist. Like you can't beat them. And I mean still to this day, like they're still, you know, they've kind of stood the test of time for me when it comes to, you know, who I listen to the most almost on a year to, you know, how you know at the end of the year you're kind of right. your top artists are they're always near the top for me. Cause you know, if I'm not listening to the new stuff, I'm listening to the old stuff, you know, Born Center. Love that album. My favorite song on that album would probably be either I probably have to say Chaining uh Chaining Day. Chained I Day, love yeah. that song. Um but I also like you know Forbidden Fruit a ton. Of course. Of and it's just a, a great album. That was as, awesome.
0: as a big fan of Kendrick when that song came out. I was like, I need this to be like this like monster feature from Kendrick because there were so many rumors of like collab. And I feel like those two have so many songs together that we we just don't the world doesn't have them, but they're sitting somewhere. Oh, yeah. so but like Forbidden Fruit with Kendrick featured on that song, just kind of like a little bit there. I know like what I love about those two artists, like specifically, because I could talk about Kendrick for hours, but like J. Cole, the first two albums, and this isn't a bad thing, but I don't want to say like feature heavy, but there were a good amount of people that were like guests like on those albums. And then when you come to the first album had like Trey songs, had, J- had Jay-Z Yeah.
1: and the, the second,
0: that. the second album, like top to bottom, there was like Janae, there were people like boss. So like boss, like he opened up for J Cole at my college, which I was cool. College. So like he had that verse on New York times, which I think 50 cents on that song too. So he That's did that verse. That's another dude. <laughs>
1: It's a classic and, album, bro. It's a dude, no, it, it is.
0: Album. It, it is. is, dude. I love it. And what I love about Jay Cole is those first two albums, like he's continued to evolve with his music. And a lot of the, the stuff that's come out since then are albums like top to bottom that there might be some samples on there, but it's not like feature heavy, like the first two projects oh, yeah. were. And I think like Jay Cole is one of those people now where I know. Kind of like post COVID, whenever there is live music again, if he when he decides to tour, like that'll be a third tour where he's playing arenas or bigger, and he's one of those big names, not just the genre, but like music as a whole. And I just love his like approach to music, and like the the lyrics and like the visuals when you kind of do, like l- like listen to those words, like those stories he tells, very much like Kendrick. It's something that there's not a lot of artists. That do that, and that's what, like my appreciation. Like that's why it's there
1: with him. Um, Agreed. Agreed, you know. Especially like with kind of like you know not to kind of sound like a snob, but you know, with a uh, because you know I love rap music. You know, I love all types of all, not just rap. You know, all kinds of music. But when it comes to you know, I, I know I feel like what people call like mumble rap, that's kind of risen to prominence now, or like you know trap music where it's kind of you know the kind of the same repetitive sound sometimes. And I still love all of that. But what I love about Cole is kind of like what he's saying has substance. And like, you know, like you said, he's telling a story and you can kind of follow along. You know, I love, you know, I'm down to listen to music about, you know, about women. I mean like money and cars and all that. But sure. like, sometimes, you know, kind like I just wanna, you know, I feel like he's he's more relatable than you know, all these other rappers, You know, right he's a still, you know, he's got way more money than I do, but at the right. same time, he's still, you know, he's still I know he went to college, for example. You know, I went to college. Yeah. like it's stuff that you can you can relate to, you know. He kind of talks about the problems in society and things that are going on in the world. So same reason I love Wale, you know, like they kind of a little more substance, you know, I, I'm down to listen to music without any substance at all. You know, just, if it sounds good. It sounds good at the end of the day, but
0: right. You
1: know, what I like, the lyrics still matter. In my
0: opinion. Oh, absolutely. You know w- What I like, cause I definitely, I definitely want to mention this. So like TI, there was some arcade, I forget what restaurant it was in Orlando, like where there was some sort of car game that when you got on whatever, like layout it was to do like a car race, it wasn't like Fast and Furious. I forget what kind of like what arcade game it was, but it's another story. But there, whatever song had played in that level or that mission was 24s by TI. And that song, when I would go through, when I would put whatever like the, I don't know, the three or four quarters to play the game for a couple of minutes, whatever it was, like that song always like stuck in my head. So when I went home, like when the first like iPod came out, or I would go get like music, cause Like when I was growing up, like those CDs like now where it was like 15, 20 songs and it was the 15, 20 songs that are on the radio, like rap didn't really like come into that to the point that I was already listening to people like rap music for like a long time prior to those making those songs being on albums like that. So like TI, like those early albums. I still listen to him religiously now and he not saying he's not like he, like if he's touring, he's probably not playing arenas unless he's going to like tag team with somebody. Right. No, I would agree with but there's like TI for a very, very long time was my favorite. Yeah. Like rapper that was out, but no for, for young Jeezy, soul survivor was massive put on with Kanye massive. Like those were really like really big songs. Like for us, like growing up, cause like we're a year apart in school. But like my birthday is like July 29th. I really should have been in your grade. Right. So right, like, right. with just kind of like how things played out. But what I love about like those artists is like those people still, they might not be the number one song on the radio. They might not be the number one. I mean, J Cole is considered one of the best, if not the yeah. best, but those other three guys like TI is a legend. And, oh yeah, but those I
1: mean, people, there were times GZ, TI, there were times like, you know, the, Back when you know we first started listening to them, they kind of they ran the game. You know, they were the number one rapper for you know those years. Right. Or either one year, or at least you know, a few years ago. On. you know, I like to see sometimes complex will put out these lists where it's kind of like, you know, who ran the game in 19 from the every year from the 70s to you know the present. Right. And uh, you know, you'll always see like TI something I mean, mid 2000, you know, G Z will be in there, have a couple of years in there. And you know, I mean. Right. So this is why we know, I mean, I kind of, kind of like they blew up when we we're younger before we kind of knew how to find music on our own. You kind of kind of only listen to what's on the radio and, you know, right? they, ran, they were they ran the radio, so.
0: Oh, absolutely. And like 95.3 and Xol would have been a little bit more different back then to kind of like what it is now. And especially like with 102 Jams, like 102 Jams back in the day is not 102 Jams what it is now.
1: Not at all. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I don't, I don't like you said like you. I don't really listen to the radio anymore. You know, it's right. kind of changed the game. Right, Um, in regards to like listening to music and finding new music, but uh, yeah, sometimes like I I know, like, they've like it's not one or two jams, isn't it? Used to be only rap music, basically, rapping, right? And I think, what is it now?
0: I'm very much in the same situation as you. Like, if I listen to, like, we talked before, we're like for the past like two or three years, unless like a specific artist or a specific band, I'll get into those in a second. Like, if they drop something, I'll listen to it, but like, the past two or three years exclusively have only listened to Spanish music. So it could be like salsa, Mark Anthony. It could be like Romeo for like bachata stuff, or it could be like the artists that we've talked about before, like Ozuna, Bad Bunny, J Balvin, like people like that.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's crazy. Cause like Bad Bunny is one of the, if not the face of like global music right now. And he's from Puerto Rico, which the Island is smaller than some of the States that we kind of have here in the yeah. U S and he's like so global. And he's like one of the biggest stars on the planet. And it's crazy, mm-hmm. but with 102 Jams, I was... So when I listen to the radio, I'll listen to Rumba San Punto Tres, which is 100.3. Mm-hmm. And that's... I'll stay on that. And if I if I don't listen to that, I'm listening to, like, Apple Music or something in my car. But I did today, coming home from work, I was, like, flipping the stuff. Like, Excel had, like, kind of like, the same kind of, like, stuff. Like, nothing yeah. too crazy. It could be, like, Sean Mendes. It could be Justin Bieber, things like that. Yeah, it's, But, it's, like, 102 it's, Jams... It's, 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 Right. But like 102 jams, like when we were in like middle school, high school would have been like young Jeezy, potentially like harder than that. Maybe like Plies, Kanye, things like that, like Jay-Z. Today it was, God, Ed Sheeran might've been on there. No, and I love Ed. Don't get me wrong. I love Ed. No, but, but, but not one two jams. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like mix 105.1 XL, that's totally fine. 95.3, we lost them a couple of years ago. But what I will say is like 102 jams, whoever's dictating whatever because there's certain songs that'll get get played once or twice an hour like all day long just because of how high they are on the rankings yeah. I get it I do but like one if someone told me 10 years ago on one of two jams that Ed Sheeran or or Shawn Mendez or just people kind of like that who I've been to shows of theirs they're incredible showmans but that is not a radio station that I thought they'd be played on But it's just so different now. But I really don't listen to the radio. If I do, it's I'll I'll listen to a rumba because I'm trying to like become fluent in Spanish because I want to be able to speak the language.
1: That's awesome. That's always a great way. That and watching like from what I've heard from you know my um, uh, my friends who who weren't born here but they've learned the language and how to live here. Yeah, music and watching the TV shows in that language with the subtitles kind of help you.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely like the one-two kind of like punch for me there but something you said a couple minutes ago about j cole before we kind of keep going here is the lyrics and the story behind like the words the albums the projects that like j cole does like like kendrick and j cole like those two right there they might play these big shows and they might do all like these flashy things but i can tell you j cole is someone that you could go shoot hoops with kendrick's someone that you could sit down and talk with he's not going to be like one of those big like sellout people i don't get the vibe from that from either of them at all But their words, like their music, their words, their stories, that's what's going to change the world. And I think that those like musicians and those projects like top to bottom, it's always about a story. There's so much power behind the message of what they're putting out. And I know it would be crazy if they would drop like a collab like this year. I don't think that's in the cards. Mm -hmm. I know they have so much stuff like that recorded that I'm sure they could throw something together. But I feel like Kendrick and or J. Cole before 2021 ends, they'll both have new albums out and it'll be just what we need.
1: Oh, I, agree. I know Cole for sure. I know he's kind of been hinting at something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Cole for sure. will get something. Kendrick's kind of, I feel, it feels like he just fell off the face of the earth. Like he's not saying anything. He's not releasing any music. Like Cole at least dropped, I think he dropped two singles last year or mm-hmm. three actually that I, that come to mind. Or at least three that I know. Towards the end of the year, at least, Um, I can't remember if Middle Child came out last year or not. But Middle Child was like one of the biggest songs of right. the year that whatever year it came out. So, right. Cole has kind of been dropping music, but not really projects. Kendrick, I feel like hasn't even. I mean, maybe he's had like a few features here and there, but they don't even come to mind. Or those, if he had, if he has had it, you know, right? He's kind of laid low. But I'm hoping that just means like something because it's been when did Damn come out? Like 2017, we were, 2018. Yeah, I was still in college. That's insane, dude. So, I—I I mean, I don't know about. I, I feel like it, it feels like something's coming, you know, where he's kind of just maybe in the lab working. I'm—I'm I'm hoping at least that right that's going on. But um, Cole, for sure, I think is something's coming this year for sure. Kendrick, I, I, I'm less confident, but I'm. It's been you know four years at this point, so hopefully. right.
0: I think that when he had dropped Damn and then he was heavily involved with Black Panther, so there was a lot going on with with him being kind of like at the top there, not an album that would be quote-unquote his, but something that would go along with like a film, but then not just a film, like a Marvel film, and then him being like front row insider for that is a big deal. There was something I saw a couple of weeks ago about like Kendrick has like three or four projects that are done. He's just kind of like sitting and waiting. and And, and I really... It's something that I feel like with Kendrick and the same thing with J. Cole, they'll put stuff out when they're ready. I feel like the labels that they're a part of are the people that are like, no one's at their door, like, dude, like, this has to go out. Like, we need to do this yeah. now. Like, there are artists That's that i <laughs> Right, right. They're like, of, you know,
1: they've worked, they've earned that, you know? Right. The first few albums, they kind of probably had that. Did I mean, Cole talks about it all the time in regards to Sideline Story. I know Sideline Story, he'll say, is kind of like, you know, more commercial and is not really. One of his favorite albums but me personally i i love that album so yeah like that's like one of my one of the it's, it's his first album his debut album i used to listen i remember driving into bishop Moore and like i would just listen to that every day just bump it in the in the uh you know in our little parking lot or whatever kids would right so i mean i love that album i know he said when he was first starting off he kind of had pressure so that's why it sounds a little more commercial than like some of his later stuff but You know now, like you said, they've kind of, you know, made a name for themselves where you can't really, you don't have to rush them because you know whenever it does come out, it's gonna do numbers. You know, oh sure, sure. oh for sure. One, like you're gonna get, you know, the labels at least they're gonna get bang for their buck for sure.
0: Yeah, I I know we talked a little bit about like those four artists, those four, so T.I., G.Z., and and J. Cole and Wale. But do you remember the first concert you ever went to? It's actually pretty
1: funny. Okay. Um, so the first concert I ever went to was, so growing up as a kid, you I know, mean, my parents kind of, they're not from here, they're from Haiti, okay. um, first firstborn, So, you know, they're, they were kind of overprotective. I would describe them a bit as overprotective, but you know, as I got older, they kind of, you know, let me go a little bit. But um, so I do—I I didn't go to my first concert till I was what, I was going into my junior year. So I was either 16 or 15 or 16, 15, okay. near 16, or I had just turned 16. And, um, it was actually, uh, Justin Bieber. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, I was kind of like a class clown back in the day. You know, I love, you know, making people laugh and uh, right. I would, uh, I kind of did it just for, you know, shits and giggles, but I'm not going to lie. I bought the tickets and I'm with, you know, a, a couple of friends. I bought the ticket. When I bought the tickets, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm should, you know, listen to this kid. So at least it's going to be my first concert. I want to be able to like, you know, sing along. Right. And I think it was the album, the tour was uh, and one so with Baby and, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's his first or so. I think it was My World 2.0. Okay. And, dude, such a good album. I know he's still <laughs> young and, you know, he was, like, what, 16 or, like, 15 when that album came yeah. out. Yeah. And, you know, he's still got, you know, like, a little baby voice. But, I mean, like, dude, that's a great album. I, I remember listening to it and being like, damn, I'm actually going to have a great time at this concert. And, like, I think if you go on my Instagram, the pictures of me just, like, singing my heart out to his show, dude. Nice. It was it was. An amazing concert and I love how he kind of hasn't faded away, you know, like he was young when that came out and he kind of could have, you know, gone either way kind of just. You know faded into darkness and we've never heard of him again but right. I love how he kind of grew into his own and now it's not really like back then I was kind of you know I went as a joke, I didn't have a good time, but you know I did kind of go as a joke, and I feel like nowadays it's kind of like his, his music has progressed to a point where. People like genuinely, not just, you know, teenage girls, people genuinely like his music. You know, he's a good artist. He makes good music. Right. So I think that's pretty good. Cool. I love that. I kind of love that that was my first concert.
0: There was something that I saw. I love that. Like there was something that I saw that the song Baby, God, it might have been like a carpool karaoke thing with James Corden or something, but he said that it was the most liked and disliked song in the history of YouTube. <laughs>
1: i can see that i mean i don't know baby's a classic oh like, absolutely yeah. it is oh yeah. absolutely it's just. Like, i guess it's kind of maybe it's, some people can kind of see it you know it's a little repetitive maybe a little the chorus. right you know, but dude i love that song oh my god uh,
0: like people can hate on justin bieber the the music that's come out over the past like six months a year like i really do like it's someone who when we were in like high school was one of the biggest kind of like solo people around at the time. And he still is one of those big people where he'll do stadiums, he'll do arenas. Yeah. And he really hasn't dropped. When he started, he was doing like arenas from the beginning because of yeah. how many people were like in that, that, yeah. like that target market, he, he, that he audience, Heathrow,
1: you know, you had yeah from like, you know, seven and up just dying. To All go. for it. Right.
0: <laughs> and he is someone who I, I think the longevity is there if he wants it. I know he can play the guitar. I don't know what other instruments he can play. I don't want to compare him to JT, but I I like the fact that he definitely, he puts on a good show. I feel like he might've gotten like a bad rap. I don't, I haven't watched any of of his documentary, but I think post COVID when there are live shows again, I know, like he says, like the line of one of his songs, like a couple of years ago when we were younger. But he'll have one of the, if not the, like the hottest ticket out to like go to a show. Oh,
1: a hundred percent. Justin Bieber, he's selling out. Right. The, um, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, as Soon as tickets go on sale, he'll. I mean, you never say never. You know, I'm sure. You know, the older right. you get, you know, the less popular he'll get. But right. You know, as soon as you know, COVID's over, and you know, he's he tours as a sold out tour. He, oh,
0: for sure, for sure. It's crazy because, like, my first show, I think when I was really young, and I don't remember none of it. I think my parents and me and my family went to like Jimmy Buffett or something. But, like, my first like concert, concert, like, real deal, senior year at Bishop Moore. I graduated like in three weeks after that. Jordan Canary, Joey Nelson, Luis Ramos, myself went to Little Wayne and Amway. Oh, it was a weekday. Travis Barker from Blink. 182. he opened, then it was Rick Ross, Nikki, and then Wayne.
1: Yeah, it was I the I,
0: I'll never forget it. It was the I am music tour. And it was like two and a half, three hours of just straight. Like I knew all the songs, like it was, it was massive. And like my favorite solo person growing up and almost every day of the week still is, is Lil Wayne. And for me, that show, like the, when Little Wayne came on stage, this first song was I'm going in and like, he came up from like the ground and, and then (laughs) I swear to God, like, cause I've worked at Amway. I've worked shows there since then. And there are a few times that I felt like that the roof was literally going to explode. (laughs) One of those is when Justin Bieber came out of like a glass elevator for the purpose tour, like Mark my words, which post Malone opened and he had like four songs out, like just crazy. But after Little Winded, did, I'm going in. His second song was he talked to Orlando for a second. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna take the ceilings off in this bitch." And then the beat to ice cream paint job, no ceilings drop. Oh and I swear to God, God that if my life was taken at that, like Joey was passed out, he was done. It was over. Like he was over. <laughs> Luis was screaming. Jordan was just like, like he didn't know what was going on. Dude, your and,
1: first real concert like without your parents. Dude, what oh. was-
0: like i lost like i could not believe it because like the biggest song on the radio at that time one of them was like six foot seven foot which was the last song oh, he played
1: he was still like towards i mean he wasn't like at his peak where you know he had um you know lollipop and right you know that, i feel like that that Wayne was like peak wayne but he was still he was still running the game oh throughout yeah our high school you know right career so like
0: it, was yeah, it, it was year. definitely, it was post Carter III. No Ceilings had been out for a year or so. He might have just dropped like the first, like I am not a human being.
1: Yeah. But Which, uh, he had it was, a, it was the album with um, probably it like, like right before it, or right above it maybe? Right above it,
0: right above it. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that was like the second show of the tour. the Like that was like a Thursday, Wednesday or a Thursday night, the night before it started in Miami and Drake had come out and people were freaking out like who's going to come out. Like Birdman and DJ Kala had come out, um, which was cool. But like that album, there were stuff from the Carter, Carter 2, II, Carter 3, stuff he was featured on, like so many things there. But an album that people were like hating on at the time was Rebirth, which had come out like six months prior to that, where it was kind of like more like Alternative, the band Corn yeah, had done some out, backup right? stuff, they're the rock album, right? right? So it had like Prom Queen, it had Knockout, which are like all-time hits, but the biggest song on that album was Drop the World with Eminem. Oh, so like, yes. there was just so many crazy stuff on that album, and oh. then like The Fire and like da-da-da, there were so many songs. Like, I list, I still listen to that album relatively like religiously, because like I just accept that like if Lil Wayne's my guy, he'll put out whatever he wants. That's, that's up to the fan to decide. Like Little Wayne's going to do whatever the hell he wants, and he oh, still yeah. does that, but what I was like, that's, that really kind of puts it like on the fan, like the first two like Gambino projects were completely different than Awaken My Love. So like, there was just so much stuff, like, that's just an example, but that concert was when you crazy. That level,
1: like of Wayne, like you can, you can experiment, bro. Like you, you've already made it. You've been successful. And I kind of like that one. I mean, sometimes it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like when you take a risk, obviously it might not always pay off, but that's one of my favorite things about, you know, certain artists is the willingness to try something new. And if it hits, you're gonna love it because it's like, damn, this is so different, but it's still so good, you know. So,
0: right. You know, I like when
1: artists kind of take those risks, especially someone like like Wayne is kind of like he's established. He didn't really have to do that, and you know, I'm not gonna act like it, that was one of my favorite albums, but I mean, like, it wasn't terrible, you know. And right. I like, you know, I appreciate that. But like you said, it still had some hits on that album, you know. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, classic Wayne, so
0: yeah no that that was a crazy concert rick ross was was definitely like a big deal at that time like that lineup right there like travis barker obviously didn't sing so he played like some drum stuff on like some rap remixes of like all of the people that were going to play after him he did some blink stuff like it was pretty cool i remember
1: Um, watching youtube videos he would always have those uh you know rap you know kind of instrumentals but like on the drums i used to right That's sick that you got to see that live, Dude, bro. It
0: was, it was crazy. And when we left that night, there was like a Nicki Minaj meet and greet. That was like the level that we were on. It was like a hookup through, like we were, we were in a suite with other people that we didn't know. But yeah. it was like, oh my God, we got to go. We're going to do it. And what happened is the room just from then, like after I went to college, like working at the arena, there are like these like big rooms that can be opened up into a bigger room. And like that was like, we like the Nicki Minaj, like meet and greet was. And Jordan wanted to watch something. Cause like, there was like DJs that were playing in between. So like, although there wasn't someone on stage when, like when they were getting stuff ready, that would have been specific to Rick Ross or Nikki or Wayne. Like there was like stuff that was going on. And Jordan wanted to like, listen to a thing. And then we went and got a t-shirt and then we came back. And when we, when we had come back, they were let there were people who were walking in there that might not have purchased like a meet and greet right. and we could have met nikki and nick like the, the big the biggest Nicki minaj fan at the time was joey and so like he we, we missed the opportunity to meet nikki but that wasn't like that big of a deal so but when the concert was over like chandler parsons nba player like he was there that night when we were leaving he took a picture with us like that night like top to bottom was like an amazing night. And the fact that that was one of like the first, like literally the first concert that I've ever went to there. I still compare it to that. It's that is, there are other shows that I've been to that I would like categorize as like my favorite concert, but like that concert for the first concert I ever went mind blowing is an understatement.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. You got to see one of the biggest, if not the, I mean, at that time, you know, right. You know, the biggest rapper in the world at that time. So, right. And then on top of that, you got to see Nicki Minaj, Travis Barker, and Rick Ross, as if, you know, Wayne wasn't enough on his own.
0: Right, right, right.
1: right. <laughs> like Nicki Minaj, like, look where she is now, you know? I mean, she yeah. was still huge back in, uh, what was that, 2012, 2011, probably? But yeah. She was kind of like, you know, just starting to, you know at least become the global star she is now. Right. You know? So, and you got to see, that. I love that. Yeah, she One of my had... favorite things about going to concerts, too, is when you're going and you're seeing um, an opener, who you know you might know of you know you might have heard of but you know they're not really as mainstream as you would think and then you know a few years down the line it's like dude i remember seeing this guy open for an artist who's like you know he's surpassed at this point you know right. he's surpassed at this point i think that's like one of the coolest things to see i remember um i remember I went to a concert and i saw uh, or no i i didn't i was supposed to get tickets to this concert and i ended up something ended up happening I used to go see Juicy J back in high school. Of course, and, of course, all the time, and he used to tour like all the time. And yeah. there was one show where Travis Scott was opening for Juicy J.
0: Oh my god,
1: dude! At like Firestone, oh you know, Juicy J, Juicy J was so, like he wasn't you know doing arenas; he was doing like you know little club shows, right? And Travis, and this was right after I think he dropped a mixtape because I I got into Travis like super early. He had a song called "What Was It Song." I think it was Upper Echelon with T.I. Right. So that was the first song I heard by him. And then he had a song, Quintana with uh, Wale. Okay. So I heard those guys like, dude, he's got featured with two of my favorite artists ever. And they're both fire.
0: Right. So I
1: was like, dude, I like this kid. He dropped Owl Pharaoh. And I was like, bro, this mixtape is Pretty good. I mean, compared to like his stuff now, people would probably wouldn't like it as much. Right. Because, you know, it's a definitely a different Travis, so to speak. But like, I was like, this mixtape is sick. I want to see this guy so bad. Juicy J was coming to Orlando and I was like, I'm going to go see him. Travis Scott is opening. Hell yeah, I'm going to go do it. Something ended up happening. I ended up not being able to go to the concert, which sucks because now it's like, I mean, I've seen Travis, you know, I've seen Travis before. Right. But, and one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Right. But it's just. It's like, dang, I kind of wish I went to that because I had seen Juicy J like at that point six, seven times. I don't care if I don't see Juicy J. Like, it's all right. Like, it's good. It's fun. It's turn up. Like, I love Juicy J. But, you know, I'll live if I don't see this one show. And I couldn't have even imagined how big Travis was about to get. So I kind of wish that wasn't the one I skipped. But, yeah, I just think it's cool, you know, because like now you'd say, you know, as an individual artist, maybe not three, I mean, maybe even three, six mafia at this point, but as an individual artist, you'd say Travis has surpassed, you know, the one that he was opening for, you know, not even what, you know, five, six years ago. Like, right. It's
0: crazy. God, I'm trying to think if there's been shows like that. Cause at that time, that first album, like Nikki had like, at that time she had right through me she had moment for life. She had save me and she had like your love and she had been featured on like bedrock and like young money things that, that were big. Like Rick Ross at that time, he might not, he definitely would not have done like arenas at that time. Now I'm not sure because he does like a lot of those like the amphitheater shows. Yeah. Nikki's done arena tours on her own since then. Like Lil Wayne, he'll kind of do whatever venue he wants. He could do arena tours if he wanted to, or he could do like smaller stuff. But there was one concert that I went to when I was in college where it was at the Fillmore in Charlotte. The openers were Danny Brown and Schoolboy, and the headliner was ASAP. And this was probably like six months before debut ASAP album dropped. So, but at that time, like people were freaking out because two or three weeks before that, J. Cole was, or no, Kendrick had a show at the Fillmore, and he brought J. Cole out, and they, people were freaking out, like, who are they gonna bring out? Who are they gonna bring out? and j-rock came out and Absol, but it was no kendrick people were freaking at the time like the biggest song out of the time for asap was like peso and pretty Flaco. like that's what it was because that album had not come out yet like the live love asap like that first for one but what he was coming was off just, was just the, uh, right
1: mixtape asap yeah
0: yes and that album that oh, excuse me that mixtape that it came out like he i think he he didn't come out to palace he came out to like what's up or something. And like, I thought that that was a smaller venue. It was crazy. Like the school behind the Fillmore ASAP had went to like in seventh grade, he had moved around with his family. Like that was kind of cool. But the craziest thing that happened is the craziest thing that's ever happened at a concert that I've ever been to was, it was not just ASAP with them. It was the ASAP mob was with them as well. So what happened during, it wasn't like thug and noise where it was like 12 and someone else was on a song. But long story short there were people that would like stage like stage dive but asap never left the stage asap ferg after work was played when work was like on the like asap mob mixtape for like a year before it hit the radio like people had that song out they knew it they're like this is not a new song but asap ferg jumped into stage dive epic fail <laughs> and we were pretty close my friends and i that went and he was on the ground and I was like, Oh my God, like, are you okay? Like, what's up, man? I'm a big fan. He was like, how did you guys keep me up? I said, well, I-, I wasn't doing it, but I can try to get you back. So my friends and trying to get him back on stage and the security people thought he was a fan. They did oh, not think no, he was man. on the stage. So like the sta- like like the security people, like we're zooming. You can see me. Like they're like, like they're looking at the audience. They're not looking at the stage. Yeah. So when people were jumping around and people were trying, like people who were in the audience were trying to get like put up on people's shoulders and stuff, like, they had to like when the song was over, ASAP was like, No, like this guy is on stage, like yeah. we're all dressed the same. Like, so like that was kind of funny. But that's the yeah. craziest concert when ever happened where someone from the stage who that's got so funny. Uh, definitely got bigger after like that concert when I saw him in like 2012. It is crazy. But no, like that ASAP show is one of the funnest shows I've ever been to. Like that schoolboy set, which he had like 30 or 40 minutes, and ASAP was like an hour and a half. But yeah. and it was cool because ASAP literally did like every song that he had. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, he was at like, that point, he had like a mixtape and some collab stuff, and that was it. But yeah. the crazy thing is, like, oh, it was like Peso was and, out, no, and the lead single from the album was Goldie. So Goldie was on the radio at the time. So, like, that was like the last song he played. And like, ASAP is, I, I like ASAP a lot, and he does kind of like whatever he wants, which is cool. But um, that was one of my favorite shows that I've ever been to. But like, what you were saying there about like, it could be like an opener or something like that. What I'll do now is, like the people we talked about, like Lil Wayne, Kendrick, J. Cole, like my favorite band is like the Foo Fighters, like 21 Pilots, like I love them. JT, love him. Like Ozuna, Bad Bunny, they're amazing. Those are all people that as I get older, if they keep making music, I will continue to listen to them regardless. Like there's nothing fan-wise, like I'm a fan for those guys for life. But what I will say is what I'll do now is, like COVID, there aren't like Bonnaroo, Coachella, Firefly, but like those all like those big festivals that we would have here in the US, like we're not having it for what's going on now, a second consecutive summer and like festival and tour cycle. But what I'll do now is I will look at those festival lineups that will come out. And I'll look for a name that I've never heard of before. Because there's some people, if I work a show at Amway, the biggest people like Bruno Mars, JT, like those are the two biggest shows I've ever worked, I've ever gone to as a fan at Amway. They'll have one opener, but I'll have no idea who they are. Like, it's just someone like as a fan of music who I'll look into, like I've never heard of them before. It could be people like on their label that they just kind of like go do certain things. Like they'll just have certain openers. But what I'll do now is like the ASAP show that I've talked about where I was probably a bigger schoolboy fan Than an ASAP fan at the time, but Danny Brown had 15, 20 minutes and was crazy, but Danny Brown only got bigger after that moment. So I would listen to like the Danny Brown things, but what I'll do now is I'll look at these lineups where I'll look for names that I've never heard before. And like when I'm on lunch, I will just like go on Apple music or I'll go on Spotify and I'll just listen to a couple of songs and I'll try to find something because when you go to these festivals or you go to these shows, like you're going to be sitting in the same place with your crew for a little bit, waiting to, mm-hmm. to watch something or someone comes on stage. Or I just think my whole approach, like not just to the podcast, or like our, our conversation today is we went to like high school together. I didn't know you as well in high school as I do now, but every time you listen to a song, it could be something you've heard a thousand times before, or you listen to it for the first time, you'll find something with it my approach to like music now as a fan and just only being in the audience and not playing music or doing things like that. I want to like the search is always on to find that next artist to find that next, that album, that next like music video, something to just kind of keep pushing forward. Like yeah. there's so many people, like I'm sure I've been to the best show I've ever been to, but like that's not my mindset going into like this podcast or the next song I listen to. Or then when we're done yeah, talking tonight, good. if I, if I listen to music or I watch on TV or something like something new, but there's someone that you had mentioned to me. I don't know the first time you ever mentioned like Gus Stapperton to me, it was probably over a year now,
1: but yeah, I, was, I that yeah, that, yeah, that was
0: probably a year or two, but like he is someone who he would probably play like the social, maybe the Beecham and shows like that, those yeah. venues, I eat that shit up. Like I love that.
1: I love those shows with the small, the social is honestly one of my favorite venues. Yeah. Ever, dude. Any concert I've ever been to, there it's always great. It's always so personal. I love those types of concerts. And speaking of Gus, I actually did see him last year
0: mm-hmm. at one
1: of those. I, I live in Tampa now, so, right? But um, I went to. The, I think the venue is called. It was the Orpheum, and it's kind of similar to the Social in size. I mean, so you weren't mm-hmm. wrong in saying that. Yeah, that's probably the type of venue you play. It's but,
0: crazy, Joey. He saw Kendrick with Luis, I think like our sophomore year, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been section 80. It would have been like the album before that, like overly dedicated at back booth or the plaza. Yeah, dude.
1: Kendrick and Wagner was not even big enough for nothing.
0: Like nothing on the radio, zero, like nothing, zero. And the reason why they stuck with him was because of that show. So yeah. like the best show that they've gone to together, they won't say little Wayne, they saw like the Club Paradise tour at UF where the lineup was ASAP, Kendrick, and Drake. Like Drake had just dropped Take Care. And it was like, it was a college tour. Like it was not Amway. It was at the O'Connell Center at UF. That is like the best lineup that I've ever had anyone tell me ever, ever. That's like bucket just... list, I'm dying tomorrow. Like if those are my movie. three show, like that's it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a lineup like you'll never, the only time you can ever get a lineup like that ever again. I mean, Drake rarely if ever even does you know, music festival. So right. you can already scratch that up. That's the closest you'll ever get to a lineup like that in our lifetime probably or until like maybe, you know, they kind of fall off a band that, you know, in their maybe 50s, Doing their thing, right. Maybe, <laughs> you know, we could get something like that. Right. But, wow, what a lineup to be able to go say, yeah, I saw, damn, that's crazy.
0: It, it is crazy. But getting back to like Gus Dabberton, like someone who I had obviously, when you mentioned it to me before, I had never heard of them before. I didn't know what kind of music it was. I've gone to festivals. I've been in certain places because I wanted, like, my friends and I wanted to be in a good spot where I found people, like, Luck of the Draw. Like, there's a band called Laney that I'm not sure if we talked about before, but we You've might have. It. Like, that was, like, a Luck of the Draw thing where um, my friends, like, the headliner that night was Florence and the Machine. So, like, we're, like, sure, like, we'll stay in this spot. We'll hang out here all day. And there was a couple of bands after Laney, but we was we stood in that spot waiting for Florence to have a good spot let's talk about Gus Tapperton or maybe anyone else like kind of like that where you kind of like found him on your own or it was not someone that would have been like this big person. Like your approach to like finding new music, like is that how you found Gus Tapperton or? Oh, so, how, how, how I, I
1: mean, like speaking of, you know, I know I said I love, you know, rap and RB obviously my two favorite genres, but when it comes to, G- Gus Tapperton is, is neither. I mean, he's inspired by both, which is probably why both of uh, those genres which is probably why I like him, but he would probably identify more as like indie, maybe indie pop. Mm -hmm. Um, And dude, I just love, he actually relatively recently dropped a new album, great album, I love that. But um, yeah, dude, basically the way, so my approach of finding new music, because this is the exact way I found out about Gus, was, uh, is, um, so every, it's funny because I was actually doing this today. So every Thursday, Sometimes I'll do it earlier in the week, but I have to do it by Thursday because um, Fridays when all the new music playlists come out or right. they refresh those new mu- music playlists. So every Thursday, I listen to at least two, but it can go up to you know four or five. You know, new music playlists. I use Apple Music, mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually interested in getting it. I have a Spotify account, not it's the free one. I'm actually interested in getting like the premium one just so I can kind of listen to their playlists as well because I have heard. Um, Spotify does have better playlists. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never switch from Apple Music just because I'm just integrated with Apple, but that's that's another story. But essentially, what I'll do is I'll listen to these playlists every Thursday, right? And if I find something I like, I add it to my. So I have you know a couple of playlists. Some of that are public and I share with friends, and some that are just kind of private. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have like a rap one. I have an R and B one that's that's public. I have a Spanish one that's public. And what I'll do is if it's a song that I like, I have one that's private. That's just my personal one. And it's called been on repeat. And it's essentially just songs that literally have been on repeat for me throughout the entire year over this, you know, over the course of the year. So I'll listen to it. And I can kind of, at this point, I can kind of tell, you know, just off the bat immediately, if this is a song that I'm going to want to, you know, run back over and over again. And if that's the case, I'll add it to been on repeat. But what's funny is when it comes to these new music playlists, like it's just what I love about them is first of all, it's, every genre so i'm not just sticking to you know my my baby r&b and you know rap i kind of listen to everything but um so that's what i love about those playlists and the other thing is you know i don't really i don't you know i don't look at what the title is you know unless like i like the song then i'll check it out but for the most part i'll just download it and sometimes i won't even because if i'm listening if i'm currently listening to like an album i kind of just play that album over and over again even if there was a song that i had heard that i liked you know, I'll kind of listen to the album over and over again. I think the song that had come out with Gus was My Favorite Fish. And I was actually in between, you know, music basics. So I was kind of just like looking for something to kind of listen to. And I had heard that song and I was like, dude, this song is sick. I was playing it on repeat and I was like, dude, I really like the song. Let me see if there's anything else by him that I like. Click on the artist. And funny enough, like I had, I think I had like, one or two other songs in my library that I clearly had liked, mm-hmm. you know, but I just, you know, I was probably in between albums, like I was saying and kind of listened to it the once. I was like, dang, I like this. And then never went back to it. Yeah. So I did have like one or two songs in my library. And I was like, dude, clearly I like this guy. So let me go check out his music. Let me, you know, check out his top songs. Right. I listened to everything. I think his number one song at the time was I'm just snacking, which I think is like just a mind blowing, just amazing song. Okay. But, um, So I listened to that and just like, Dude, as I'm going down this list of like his top songs, I'm just like, bro, this this guy doesn't miss. Like I right. was, like, was like, this man is not missing. Like, what am I like? You know, usually it's kinda like, all right, most of most of these songs you're kind of like, I mean, it's all right. I'm not gonna listen to this again. You know, I kind of found already right. what like. I was I was going into it expecting, you know, the one that I had already downloaded, which I think was world class cinema. And um Favorite Fish, I was thinking, all right, you know, that's probably all I'll like from this guy. But because mm-hmm. since I like these songs so much, let me check out his other stuff. You know, the first one I heard was I'm Just Snacking, which has now probably become easily for me, probably a top, easily a top five, probably top three best song for me. Okay. But, um, so, that's what I'll, so that's what I'll do. Like if I like an artist and even and I've kind of had this system, even from like a young age, Apple Music, you know, the streaming services kind of make it easier because they have those those new music playlists. But from a young age, what I would do was, back when it was I was listening up to an artist on the radio, I would say, okay, I like this song, but if I'm gonna download, if I'm going to download the album or buy the purchase the album, what I wanna do is I wanna make sure there are at least three songs that, you know, I've heard that are gonna be on the album that I'm like, okay, I need to check out the rest of this album. If you can't meet that, you know, third song, can't hit that threshold, I kind of just like, all right, you know, I like the two songs, he, he's, he's drop, you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of it's kind of similar, you know, in that way, like if I listen to a song and I hear the artist and if it's, if it's a song I have on repeat and I really like their voice um, or, you know, their sound, I'll, I'll go. It I don't, it doesn't have to be more than one song that I've heard. It could only be like one song and I'll go. Right. One. You know what? I've, I've, I'm so obsessed with the song. I kind of like your sound. I want to see what else you got to offer. So like another example of something like that is. I don't know if he's like he's like a he's like a rapper, but he kind of he says kind of like one of those like singing rappers type, in you know, a mm-hmm. little so kind of like Drake a little bit. And speaking of, he actually has a song with Drake, and this was the first song I had ever heard of him. His name is Young Blue. Okay. And the song he has out with Drake was um, "Your Mind Still." Okay. And I dude, I love that song. I had that song on repeat. So I was like, you know what? I like this guy's sound. Like I like, um, you know, obviously Drake, Drake feature, Drake kills, you know, anything he does. So. Of course. Great song. I was like, I love this song. Let me go check out some of his other stuff because I had this song on repeat. And, you know, sure enough, I was like, dude, this guy? I mean, I'm not, I'm not he's not on Gus Dapperton level for me yet, mm-hmm. but he's got a couple of songs that like right now, he, he recently released a song called Ghetto Lovebirds. And like, that's right now, that's probably my number one song, you know, okay. for 2021 that I've listened to the most it probably has to be that uh, going back to your, your point, you know, when I'm looking for new music, that's essentially what I do. Like, you know, I'll go through these new music playlists religiously every Thursday, download anything I like. And if anything, so I'll download anything I like. And then if there's something that I find that makes it to my been on repeat, repeat playlist, those are the songs that, you know, I'll kind of cycle through over and over again. So, right. And I like having that list. That, I know Apple kind of does it for you where they'll do like the top 100 songs you have listened to for the year. But I kind of like, obviously I listen to more than, you know, I like more than 100 songs over mm-hmm. the course of the year. So I kind of like having that playlist and being able to, you know, go back in time and say, dang, back in, you know, 2016, I used to bump this so right. <laughs> you know, right. like, I remember this song. I remember where it was when it came out. I remember how much I loved it. So yeah. You know, dude. I'm just like music for me, it's it's listening to music is my favorite thing to do. You know, I, yeah. I love finding new music, love finding new, finding new artists, you know, and then, you know, it's just I just love it, dude. Like another artist who's kind of similar in who I who I found out about, I think it was I think it was early last year is a he's a rapper from New York who I think this guy's probably going to blow up sooner rather than later. Um, his name is Chef G. He's kind of like drill rap. So similar to like Pop Smoke. And what's funny about Pop Smoke is, and Chef G's, um, Pop Smoke actually, the first song he ever, you know, recorded was a remix to a song that this artist I'm talking about, Chef G, released.
0: Nice.
1: And, you know, Pop Smoke, you know, rest in peace, he's kind of like, you know, he blew up. You know, last year, one of the biggest albums of the year was, you know, his, uh, you know, that he released. Or, so, you know, I, heard chef g i found out about chef g last year early last year and i was like dude another you know, drill rapper so if you're not really into drill you might not like him as much but if you like pop smoke you know clearly this is one of the guys that have inspired pop smoke to kind of get started in the first place so right you know he's another one where i heard a song i don't know if i heard it on i probably did hear it on one of these you know apple music playlists and i was like whoa this is really good let me check out what else this guy's got and sure enough he's another one who i would say is he's gotten to that Gus Dapperton level where at this point, whatever he drops, I'm going to listen to you. I know I listened to the album and I, he was another one where I was like, dude, this guy doesn't miss. Like, right. He doesn't miss. So, you know, I love him, dude. I think you know, listeners should definitely check him out. If you're into, you know, rap music.
0: Check yeah, it. no, I love it. And like, those are names of people that like, I mean, Pop Smoke, I, I listened to, especially like that album and, and RIP you're hundred percent right there. And like same thing, like people that definitely like were like gone too early, like, and I've listened to a lot of juice world stuff, but I feel like I still haven't given it like like the full appreciation for, for what his music is. Cause there are songs that he had that were on the radio. And a lot of the stuff is like, there's, there's some similarities in what you talked about there for the past couple of minutes about finding new music and kind of adding to what you have and kind of incorporating and like implementing like new stuff. Like for me, if it's a band that is, I know is already established, like they have radio songs or they've had past success. What I'll do is I will listen to their most popular song and I'll work my way back and the bands, like what I mean by that is a band that I got really into in college was Nirvana and Nirvana, the biggest song of the nineties, their biggest song ever smells like teen spirit. Right. I started there. I, mer- I worked my way back. And they had like unplugged albums. They had like three or four albums for like for themselves. And they would play these massive, massive shows. Like one of the, if not the biggest band of the nineties, Nirvana, what that really kind of showed me was one of two things. Okay. This band, like that original lineup will never be replicated again. When Kurt had passed away, when I had gotten to that band, they were almost done for almost 10, 15 years at the time. And I was like, I know how this band is going to end, but let's see if I can find something out of it that really, because like when Kurt had passed away, I wasn't a year old yet. So like that just kind of like how stuff kind of like plays out and listening to music from like my past, like when I was growing up or my dad very much like would control the radio or he would kind of put like various stuff in. Like one day he put like a Beatles album on in the car and then the rest was history. And, but what I'll do with people, like gus dapperton very much like word of mouth like not like this headlining establishing guy like he this person probably has like a dedicated fan base it could be small but if i find someone like gus dapperton or like laney or or people who really like the situation that you were in where you would have could have seen travis when he opened up for juicy j like when you when you go to shows like that or you listen to people that might have just like an ep out with like four five, six songs on it. And you're there from like day one, you're there forever. Oh, hundred percent. And, and oh,
1: that's, and, even and, if they don't blow up, even if right. they don't Travis, oh, sure. you know,
0: like I have friends that love Wale and Wale hasn't had like a radio single now, like a big one in probably three, four five years. Yeah. And I know people that if you were to drop something that could sell 10,000 albums or whatever, how you incorporate streams now, like they will run to that if someone like Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Eminem, like Nas, anyone that would be quote unquote the best at their time or, or like ever, like when they drop something compared to someone like that, there, there are people like that who do that for the Gus Dappertons. They do that for the Laney. They do that for, for the people you're talking about. And because at I the think-
1: end of the day, it's music, dude. It's not about your name. You've made your name. You've, you've kind of, you know, grown into that. You are who you are because of what you've, you've released prior, you know? Yeah. Like Travis, Travis is a huge, you know, one of the biggest artists in the world right now. Drake, probably the biggest artist in the world right now. Right. right? You know, if what he released was trash, you he he wouldn't be Drake, you know? Right. So, you know, I mean, how many people haven't heard of Drake? But, you know, nowadays it's kind of like where he's so big that people, if you for some reason have never heard of him. You'll listen to him just because you hear his name all the time, right? But like, you know, I will not discriminate. I don't care if you're if I've never heard of you. If you've had a total of like ten streams in your entire, you know, musical career, if I right. listen to something and I like it, it is what it is. Like I'm just, I'm gonna listen to it. You know, like I'm not gonna, you know, not listen to someone just because you they're not you know, as big as I would like. You know, or the
0: right. only thing I
1: will say could be some some somewhat of a pet peeve is. I love live music, I love going to see concerts, and sometimes, you know, when these artists aren't as big, you can't really go see them. But when eventually they do get to that level and they are allowed to tour, it's like you're one of the favorite concerts you can go to because yes. it's like, I wasn't even expecting to have this opportunity. Right. I get to see all these, you know, some of my favorite songs, you know, yeah. live. And it's like, I wasn't even, a, like Gus Dapperton, dude, when he, announced his tampa show well when he announced it, he was going on tour because a lot of these american artists what i think is very interesting is you know before they get big in america they're usually huge in like the most random countries right in and europe right so he was touring asia he was touring europe i'm like bro i remember i would tweet him i'm like you need to come to tampa like please right. come to tampa he i remember he favorited one of my t- tweets about coming to Tampa. Yeah, and that was kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like this guy is not that huge, so right? he do really does it mean anything really? And then he announced this, the Florida or the his tour, and Tampa was the only Florida show. Oh my I was god! Like, dude, let's ride! The dude. Counts, dude, what the right? Odds? It was awesome. I would have gone. To, I went. I went with a friend, but I would have gone to that concert alone. Yeah, I've, I've gone to concerts alone before. Sure, I would have gone to that concert by myself, hundred percent
0: like that venue in tampa would that be like it's like like kind of like the social like like one or 200 people like that kind of like small intimate
1: very, small, very intimate where like you know you could basically i could have touched him if i wanted to right so, that's crazy and i love that because you know you're around people who are kind of like you who you know probably discovered dust or you know that that artist kind of the same way you did or you know it's kind of like you kind of feel like a little like a family where it's like you know, I know not a lot of people know about this artist, at least not yet, right? But, you know, we know every word to every single song. You know, it's awesome. I love yeah. it. It's like one of my favorite things about you know, finding new artists is when they do eventually go on tour and you get to see them live. It's yeah, such a great feeling, dude.
0: What, like one of my before we kind of like round this out, but one of my kind of favorite artists. Over the past like year or so, a little bit longer, is Dominic Fike. Oh, so, him. and and he is someone who, like my friend, showed me the only song that it, like was out of his that I had heard in the past was three Nights." Yeah. So, like that was the only song that I'd sound. But it's like great the song, only, great, song, great song, great
1: song. I ever heard by him too it's like great song.
0: But that seeing like who he is as a person and the music that has come like from there, like. Three Nights might be like the song that people would kind of know for him that would like be like, oh, this is his song. This is his biggest song. And it might be his biggest song, but all the music that he has done since then, incredible.
1: He's good. He's, I actually heard, because when that song came out, Three Nights, obviously you hear that song. That was like, that was another one of those artists where I heard that song. I was like, bro, this is a great song. Let me go check out some of his other stuff. So yeah. I checked out, I think what that was like an EP that had come out yeah
0: yes it had like baby doll west coast collective three nights yes 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 yes, it had
1: like was a king of everything i love that yes and uh it's like all she wants is my money or she wants my money yes dude those like that those three including three i I loved those songs i love that ep but yeah three nights is one of the songs where i kind of heard it and i was like bro i need to go listen to this kid like he's amazing and and when i do like an artist not only will i go and listen to their music but i'll kind of you know go on twitter see what other people are saying about them you know read like you know articles from smaller publications you know that i've interviewed that him right and it was cool about uh dominic was i knew he was eventually gonna blow up because just off that ep that was like that four or five song ep i heard that he was getting million having to turn down like million dollars yes. yes record labels i'm like i mean this kid is good so i wasn't surprised but it's still kind of like wow, this guy's literally only released five songs. And right. what's cool about him too, which is so what's another thing that's interesting to me about him is that he's from Naples. Florida. Yeah, he's a Florida oh, guy. Right. right. He's from Naples, though. It's right. Like, that's crazy. You know, like Florida every, has you know, a ton of talented people, but sure. Me, you wouldn't really expect that. You know?
0: Right. Like I, I literally just looked it up there. So the only song we didn't mention off that EP was Socks. And that was called Don't Don't Forget About Me, like the demos. It was the EP. Yeah. And there's some of those songs. I he's done a couple of live streams that I've he did like a thing in Fortnite that I watched on YouTube. I've never like played Fortnite, but like I saw him like perform stuff on there. He did like a thing like leading up to the election of like a live stream where he did it like in like this graveyard kind of thing and it was crazy. He could do he could have a, like an album or a project that could be rap. It could be like guitar bass, like delicate, or it could be like rock, like alternative stuff. Like yeah. he definitely has like he played at Posty Fest in Dallas. Like he is someone who like I would love for like those two to tour together and like him open like that'd be like an arena show yeah. where like just take my money at that point just take my money.
1: He's kind of like those like genre benders, you know? right? It's but I in that way where you know it's kind of it's not necessarily rap, it's not really pop, it's not really rock. It's kind of like a mix of everything, and he can kind of you know he kills every sound he does. It's yes, just, I love those types of artists.
0: Right, and I I just think with Dominic Fike. This year, twenty twenty was gonna be a really big year for him. Like he knew he had stuff that was gonna drop, and 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 that album, that like what could possibly go wrong, like that like start to finish. And that's one of those albums that I'll listen to it all at once. Like that album's only like thirty five or thirty seven minutes long. It's 13, yeah. 14 songs, but I'm excited to see if it is sometime during this year or the early part of next year, whenever those live shows like do happen, like what venues, and he'll definitely play shows in Florida, like Dominic Fike. So I know like there'll be a chance or if if I can go see him or get a crew to like go to a show, like he's very high on my list. Honestly, if not number one, like Dominic Fike, that could be a whole episode, but.
1: artist that you haven't seen? Yes. I have
0: not. I have not seen him before. um, And he's, he's definitely high on my list. If not number one uh, as of this time right now Fe- February 2021 he is number probably one probably number one on my list to go That's see
1: awesome yeah no he's great and he's another one that I do want to see and for me it's kind of like like you said since we know he's from Florida it's kind of like a matter of when not if you know right so right I'm not really worried about that. I'd say for me my number one artist that I can't wait to see you know whenever things open back up but I'm not even sure if he will end up coming to Florida is you know that rapper I was talking about Chef G just because yeah you know, he's not as big, he's getting bigger, you know, each release, but I'm not sure how big he is. Cause I don't know what they, I know it's really based on, you know, streams in that area. That's how they determine whether or not they'll, I think, you know, that's how they'll determine whether or not, um, you know, they'll go out and reach out to promoters for, to, to play in that city. Right. You have a lot of streams in the city. You're kind of like, all right, well, clearly we have fans here. Maybe I'll reach out to this promoter. Maybe they'll, you know, we'll sell out. So I'll I don't know if he's at that level here in Florida yet, because I know Drill is a lot bigger up north. But right, that's someone I cannot wait to see whenever he does come down, if ever.
0: Yeah, no, definitely looking forward to shows. Looking forward to live music again. We're getting close to it. I mean, I guess with like I've I've worked some magic games, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to when we can get back to the point where, um, and it'll start with those smaller venues and then work your way back up to those arenas, like those stadium shows. But Hopefully this summer, um, if not sooner. It's getting to the point now that I'll go somewhere if I know someone's playing live music, just to kind of like hit that button. Yeah. Uh, as we last were... concert
1: before COVID? What was the last concert you went to? Jeez,
0: last concert I went to. It's crazy because like March 10th or March 11th, I was supposed to work Billy Eilish, and it didn't happen. So now thinking that, that could have been like a COVID, way. that could have been like a COVID hotspot super spreader event kind of thing. God, what was the last thing? Jeez, in October and November of 2019, I went to Post in Jacksonville, which was insane. Oh, and
1: some videos you posted of that. Yeah, yeah, that was was a good one.
0: And that was at that was at the like the Memorial something Memorial Arena, something in Jacksonville that it's smaller than Amway. But a little bit bigger than like UCF's arena. So yeah. like that was like that night was crazy. And he was so intense. Um, but then I saw 21 Pilots for like the fifth or sixth time in November in Tampa. But I worked I worked a concert at Amway, something, maybe like a country concert, like Jason Aldean, Morgan Wallen, or something at the end of January. That was the last concert that I've worked at. And then every everything since then had been like like a magic or a solo bear game kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I'm looking forward to live music. I'm looking forward to really music that's coming out this year in general. Some people we talked about, maybe people that we kind of like find along the way, love your approach of the whole throwing stuff together on a Thursday. Cause yet something new is coming the next day, which is great. I, I love that approach, but
1: it kind of gives me like the full week. So like, cause another thing, another reason why I do do that is because every day, um, at least one of my playlists it'll update every day because you know i guess not every artist really drops on friday so sometimes i'll drop on like a tuesday mm-hmm. kind of refresh that playlist and since thursday is kind of like the cutoff date that's kind of why i like listening on thursday because i'll get every new song that dropped between last friday and today this thursday, today right you know, so
0: no i love that i love that um but before i i close it out tell me what's going on what are you looking forward to any tv movies music what's going on
1: uh tv so music uh what's what's of i mean recently i'm honestly waiting for someone like Cole. i mean kind of like i said i'm not really expecting drake has kind of let me down i thought he was going to drop certified lover boy you know last month and right saying like it'll come sometime in 2021 which sucks but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to wait. So I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, that Drake, album, Cole album that's supposed to be coming out this year. For sure, looking forward to that. But I guess outside of music, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this movie coming out tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow, actually. It's uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Black Messiah, right. Yeah, dude, that looks pretty sick. So I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, I'd say that pretty much. And then honestly, I'm excited for this to be over, you know, COVID to be over and get back to live music, going back to concerts, you know doing things having fun i mean i know ford is open you know and you, know, you just kind of feel guilty when you're out no it's-, no it's true no you definitely yeah just, <laughs> no you're not no, wrong like, <laughs> you're not just wrong yeah. so i'm just ready for this to be over with man like that's the one the one thing i'm looking forward to the most is just having right. work. You know, i'm in tampa and you know the bucks just won the super bowl right really so you know right now tampa's probably not the best place to be but <laughs> <laughs> you know we just had that boat parade yesterday oh, But man. um yeah dude i'm just i'm ready for for covid to be done but yeah other than that, you know Judas and black messiah i'm probably gonna watch that tomorrow night hopefully and,
0: yeah you know. yeah so this that we're recording this the to kind of close us out here so thank you fabrice for coming on i love our conversation today definitely gonna have to have you back on in the future but Judah and the Black Messiah, that's coming out, which will be tomorrow, which is February 12th, HBO Max, watch it where you get it, I guess. But Daniel Kaluuya is a powerhouse, Lakeith Stanfield powerhouse. It'll be great to see them and tell the that 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 Fred Hampton story for what Kaluuya is going to bring. And there's rumors of some serious hardware coming in the future for him. So from Get Out oh, yeah, Fame yeah. And, and Black Panther and, just, a, and so many and things. Kind of and, been, yeah. Yeah. An mm-hmm. underrated Daniel Kaluuya role. I don't want to lose you here, but like underrated role, like his role in Widows. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's incredible. Oh it? God, it's uh, Steve McQueen directed it. It's like a heist movie. Um, oh, I love no, heist. he's incredible. Like Daniel Kaluuya God. is incredible. Um, but no, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks um, for having me. Of course. Looking forward to the music conversations we have in the future and everything else, but that is going to do it for us on Live On Set today. That is a that is a wrap on the Fabrice episode of Live On Set. Live On Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Thank you again to Fabrice. We will be back next week for another episode of season two of Live On Set. As always, much love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.